are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. It's the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers. He's Q from Locked On Raiders. And we've got a fun show here to talk about. Q, this is the first time that we're not going to be doing predictions at the end of the week. That's wild to think about, my man. But before we do that, we got to talk to you about our sponsors of the day. It is Built Bar. As you know, Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one word, and you'll get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Go there today. Q, how was your week, my man? Well, it was great, man. I'm still kind of recovering from Super Bowl 55, you know, and and recovering from what Tampa Bay was able to do to Kansas City and really unbelievable, you know, just to see the Chiefs not be able to get into the end zone, see Tampa Bay really have their way with them and then see Tom Brady hoist that seventh Lombardi trophy and and then obviously have a really good time at the at the little boat parade afterwards. And uh, it was really cool to see that just to see a, a human side of Tom Brady, because for years we all thought he wasn't human. He was some other. Uh, you know, extraordinary guy who's from another planet or whatever. And that was, I feel like the Patriot way, but to see him kind of loose and let his hair down and uh, maybe be a little tipsy and everything. I'm good with that, man. I'm glad Tom's living his best life and congratulations to Tampa Bay. Yeah. That, that's what you said about you need to recover. I think Tom's still recovering from his hangover. Like you saw the way how he was, how they had to like help him off the boat and everything. That was crazy. If this man threw a Lombard, this is how, you know, he don't care about how many Lombardies he got. He threw one across a boat. If Gronk don't catch it, it hits into the lake. And then they're just like, well, that's what I got six more of them at home. Like, <laughs> hey man, liquid courage will do that to you. Liquid courage will do it. I don't know if you saw in the video, his daughter was like, no, 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 no daddy. No, yes. <laughs> well, that's gonna end bad. And then that, I was just, I was just waiting for her to be like, "Well, I can't wait to tell you this story tomorrow, Dad." But it worked out okay. <laughs> oh man, that was crazy. But we want to talk about another quarterback right now because it's it's the off season now. All of you listen to this show. You've you've heard we've done a lot of things on this podcast about the Buccaneers, and I know you're probably tired of that. Except you, Buccaneers fans, you're probably still <laughs> drinking right now. We want to talk about free agency and some of the looks into this. But before we get to free agency. There's the big story of Russell Wilson and maybe him not wanting to stick around with the Seattle Seahawks because he has made it public that he is not happy with the lack of influence he has in the decision makings of how they're building the roster and working the team around him. Now, granted, Russell Wilson, I think he was sacked. I forget how many was I think it was like 48 or it was something ridiculously high. He's been sacked 394 times in his nine year career. There you go. That's the number you need right there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he has been sacked. And some of it is him. Some of it is him, yes, because he's he's a mobile guy. But a lot of it is their offensive line is just putrid. They're just – they have not invested enough into it. It's not grown enough. And now – and I think that he, he wants to see a change there. So now, of course – we get into, well, where's Russell Wilson going to go? Because, of course, whenever he explains just a little bit of discontent, that means definitely he's going somewhere, Q. And uh, our friends at betonline.ag, their odds on Russell Wilson's next team – uh, they got the Raiders leading the way at a plus 300, then the Cowboys at plus 600, the Jaguars at plus 700. That that one's wild to me. I know that they got Trevor Lawrence on the way. I don't know why they would do that. Um, but uh, the Washington football team, the Niners, and then the, the long shot teams are like the Broncos, Colts, Dolphins, Panthers, and Bears. I just, 
I just don't see any way that this is actually happening. I think this is just hype and rumor and just people getting excited because we don't got a lot to write about right now. Well, yeah, and the thing about it is, especially with Deshaun Watson and everything that's going on with him in Houston, all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, uh, quarterbacks and, and players in the league can have a voice? And so, yeah, Russell Wilson, he's out, you know, and he's letting his frustrations be known. He's out there doing spread uh, photo spreads with uh, Sierra and GQ. He's I on Dan that. Patrick's show. I mean, he's getting out there. He's making the rounds, right? So he's letting it be known what he's got to say. And I'll tell you right now, you know, like betonline.ag put out all the all the numbers and the favorites. I don't think there's a team in the league outside of, uh, let's see, the, the, the Packers and the Chiefs and Tampa Bay that, you know, wouldn't be in the running. For, uh, for Russell Wilson. I mean, I, I think everyone realizes that Russell Wilson would probably be an upgrade. I mean, hell, you host the Locked On Steelers show. I mean, at Big Ben's age right now, oh Russell Wilson. God. If Russell Wilson came to Pittsburgh. That's what I'm saying. We, there would be parades. Would, we're saved. I mean, look, I host, I host Locked On Raiders. So if he were to go to Las Vegas, I mean, Raider Nation would, I mean, they would, they would roll out the red carpet for him. They would carry him to the stadium. I mean, look, every team could benefit from him. I just don't think it's realistic. And I think, like you said, it's off-season. It's that time of, of, of year where you start to you, – you fire up the rumor mill and, you know, you start to speculate on what can happen. But ultimately, man, Seattle's not going to let this dude go because he's tired of getting hit. Everyone's tired of getting hit. They're not going to let him go because, you know, he's, he's he doesn't have personnel say, okay, they're going to say, Russ, you're going to go back there. We're going to get you some more players around you, and we're going to go run it back in 2021. Now, mind you, Russell Wilson is 33 years old. Um, he is he is on a super deal right now with uh, with the Seahawks. His current cap number for this upcoming season will be 32 million dollars, yeah. um, and it is not the friendliest to deal with right now. If you're trying to move him, um, they would the, the the amount of dead money according to OverTheCap.com, he would. <laughs> There'd be like $58 million in dead money if they were to get rid of him this year. So, like, that's a, that's a lot of money. Now, if, if you get later down in the line when they could get about $11 million in cap saves, savings in 2022 and $26 million savings in 2023, that'd be a different story. But, of course, then he'd be 34, 35 years old. But right now, it just it makes no sense for the Seahawks to get rid of Russell Wilson. It would just be too hard to move a contract like that right now. And, what and are you again, putting in this place? Right, exactly. What do, what are you doing? Unless the only way, like like see the Jaguars up there, the only way would be if, if the first overall pick would be in play. Yeah. And if I'm the Jaguars, why in the world would I do that when I have to do a complete rebuild right now? Getting an old quarterback who's only be going to be around for at best seven to seven more years or so, uh, and that's if Russell Wilson. Wilson does the long, you know, goes for longevity in his career. That's the only way I see. But when I can get my pick of this class for a quarterback that's probably going to last me the next 15, however many years he'll be in the league, uh, there's no way I'm not going for that. No, not at all. And, and you know, it, it all sounds good. And, and again, it sounds fun to talk about all these quarterbacks that are changing places and could go to different teams. And, and again, Russell Wilson, yes, he'd be a huge upgrade for a lot of teams, but it doesn't make a lot of sense for this. The dead cap money that you talked about uh, with the salary cap going down this year. I mean, you're just setting yourself up for failure and Seattle's trying to build some Seattle's one of those teams similar to Pittsburgh that they know every year that they lace them up and every year that they get out there on the gridiron, they're going to the playoffs. They have an opportunity to go to the playoffs. Now, of course, you know, when Big Ben went down, it was like, okay, 
didn't make the playoffs and still went in and had a winning or winning record, even with big Ben out, you know what I mean? It's like there's certain franchises that expect to be in the playoffs every single year. Seattle is now one of them. You all of a sudden move out Russell Wilson. And even if you get the number one overall pick and you bring in Trevor Lawrence, which I don't think would happen, but if, even if that did happen, you're trusting this rookie is going to lead you to the promised land or get you into the playoffs with not a whole lot of weapons. When Russell Wilson got him to the Super Bowl, the run game was strong and the defense was strong. What we learned about Seattle in 2020, the defense was not strong at all. They were giving up massive, massive points and massive yards. And the run game isn't, isn't beast mode. Beast mode is not going through those doors anytime soon. So they need to keep their asset that they have at quarterback and build everything else around him with the salary cap that's going down with less than ideal draft picks because you went out and got the, made the move for Jamal Adams. So you're less, you're, you're, you're not fully uh, guarded. You don't have all your, uh, all your bullets in your chamber when it comes to the draft. So, uh, yeah, Russell Wilson, he can complain all he wants and, and kind of do it on the under. And everyone could say, oh, the management's mad at him. Look, bruh, 2021, he's going to be under center in Seattle playing in front of the 12s. Simple as that. I agree with you entirely there. We're on the same page. I also think it's interesting. There's talk about how the salary cap might actually be higher than the 180 million that uh, that that's expected to be at right now. It's still not finalized. The, the NFL still has to come to an agreement with the players association. And there's a lot of paces there, but if it's higher, it's going to impact a lot of different things. One thing it will impact significantly uh, wherever it's set is going to be free agency, which we're going to talk about in just a minute here, because we know that is the next big topic before even the draft. Everyone wants to know who can their team add in the in free agency. Uh, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But first, a word from our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built Bar is great for the health conscious person and helps someone lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat during the day. Built Bars are low calorie, low sugar, but high protein and high fiber, and they're great for a keto diet. Instead of, of when you're tired and hungry at work and you need a boost to get through the day, instead of going to the vending machine and getting those cupcakes, or those Pop-Tarts, or those potato chips, get something healthy like a Built Bar. It'll fill you up, taste great, and get you through the rest of your day with the energy that you need. And Built Bar comes in 18 amazing different flavors. Six of those new, flav new flavors are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. You can get all those flavors by going to their website right now at BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $10 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right, welcome back to Locked On NFL Friday edition. Chris Carter, your boy Q, and uh, we already talked all things Russell Wilson. Neither one of us believe he's going anywhere. He'll be under center in Seattle in 2021. But there are guys, there are players, Chris, across the league that will be on the move. And free agency. Free agency is up next. It's the big thing. Of course, everyone's preparing for the draft. But before the draft actually happens, free agency happens. There's a lot of players that could be on the move. There's a lot of players that could be cut because of salary cap and, and all that. And so they may be available as well. But right now, we're going to take a look at some free agents that we have a good feeling are going to be available, or at least on paper, look like they'll be available. And we'll start things off because I'm a defensive dude. I'm going to start with defense. And we'll do offense in, in, uh, in segment number three. The thing with it, Chris, when it comes to free agency, you get some guys that are, are studs. You get guys that we like to call gold. 
And then you get guys that cash that big check and are really fool's gold. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with two guys in this segment where I believe that they could be gold for a team. And I'm going to go with one guy that I believe is going to be fool's gold for some teams. So let's go ahead and start with some gold. And uh, I'm going to start first with Leonard Williams. He's a guy that I, I believe has an opportunity to be gold for somebody. He really came into his own last year with the, with the, uh, with the jets or the giants, excuse me. He was with the jets originally, but uh, with the giants, and uh, had, what, 12 sacks and was just a dominating force. This is a guy who I feel like kind of got into the role and, and got into his professional, you know, state of mind a little bit slower than some guys. But once he finally got his groove and understood what he can do and, and can get it done from the inside and the outside, I think he now has the confidence to go and, and be a big-time player on someone's defensive line. If if the Giants decide not to, to franchise him and bring him back, it's going to cost him a whole lot of money. But – I think Leonard Williams has an opportunity to be gold for somebody. What are your thoughts on Williams? Well, I think that's a great pick to be gold. I'll let y'all know. If, I'll, I'll let you know if, if I think one's fool's gold, but Leonard Williams is not that. This guy is 26 years old. He'll probably, I think he's going to be 27 by the time the next season starts. He's going to be in the prime of his career, and he has been a monster. The biggest thing that's worked against him is that he was drafted by the Jets and then traded to the Giants. Right. Uh, and it's just, it didn't work out for him there. But this guy is a monster in the middle of the field. He might be one of the surest bets that you could make in free agency this year. Now, granted, he's probably going to command a, a heavy ticket. Uh, Pro Football Focus yeah. it projects his contract to, to average $20 million a year over four years. Wow. That's an investment for an interior defensive lineman. Um, but here's the thing. You know the damage that those guys can cause. You know what Aaron Donald does for the Rams. Um, what uh, you know what Indomitian Sue and Vita Vey did for the Buccaneers defense in these playoffs, uh, specifically in the Super Bowl with Vita Vey. Um, so Leonard Williams being that guy, he could be a super valuable piece. But absolutely, I agree. He'd be worth the investment if you have the money and you're saying, hey, our plan is to get this front four going up the middle. Absolutely. Uh, so I would I would consider that guy gold, you know, and it, like you said, it's going to cost you a pretty penny, but it's not something that you're going to pay that money. And then all of a sudden a year later, wonder what in the hell did we do that for? <laughs> what was what was the decision on that? Now, every guy that I talk about is not going to be a high price guy. How about Richard Sherman? He's uh, he's going to be available. He played with the 49ers last year. He's his own agent. Of course, he's older. He's uh, he's almost 33 years old. He's not the Richard Sherman he was when he was a member of the Legion of Boom. But in my opinion, at a, at a very reasonable price, he could probably be had. He said he wants to play two more years. He could be had, be a veteran in the locker room, a guy that kind of doesn't command the room like a Tom Brady, but it still can, can lead the guys in the right position, especially on the, on the right team. Maybe if he goes to Dallas and teams up with Gus Bradley or not Gus Bradley, Dan Quinn, excuse me, or he goes to, you know, new Orleans and, and team up with Chris Richard or maybe he ends up in Vegas and teams up with Gus Bradley guys that he's familiar with. If he goes to a team that he's familiar with the scheme, I think at a very reasonable price, Richard Sherman could give you a couple of good years and be a nice addition to anyone's defensive back room. See, I, I call Richard Sherman gold anytime because I he's one of the best cornerbacks of our generation of watching of watching this game. Um, but the biggest thing I'd be worried about is like you would need you would need him to sort of be a, either a tone setter or you're sitting there and you're saying like, hey, he's the he's just the piece that's going to put this team over the hump. And, you know, if your team's just all your team is 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 just missing. 
Um, you know, is it, all the team is missing is a, is a top line cornerback. Um, but you know, sometimes that's what you need. You know, this, the Steelers, they bet on Joe Hayden a few years ago, and he's really helped fix up their secondary over the past few years. So that kind of stuff can happen. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna say that Richard Sherman's a gold pick here. Um, I don't think he would command too much money. Right. Uh, pro, excuse me. Pro Football Focus says he'd be fourteen million dollars a year on average. If I'm getting a top flight quarterback that's going to take away, you know, a, a, a one of the sidelines on the field and be a leader in my locker room, I'll take that every day. Uh, so I, I'm with you on Richard Sherman. Just the big thing is, like you said, he's going to be 33 by the time this this season kicks off, and you know, you need cornerbacks who can who can win. But you know, Richard Sherman's never been a guy who's relied on his speed to right. be a huge factor. He's relied on technique, his, yep. his, his smarts, his wherewithal, and, and that translates over time. Yeah, he's a technician. He, he really is. And I, I think that, you know, $14 million a year may be a little rich for him, but, you know, again, free agencies, sometimes you overpay for guys. I, I think that he could probably get, get be had for a little bit cheaper than that. Now, I think I'm going to surprise you with this next one I got. Okay. Because this one I'm calling fool's gold, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. And I know he just won a Lombardi. Oh, but how about Shaq Barrett? Shaq Barrett has had two seasons. He's put over, you know, 25 sacks. He had what? 20 sacks in, in 2019. I think he had eight sacks in 2020. So he's up there almost near 30 sacks in two seasons. My only problem is I think he's found a niche. I, I feel like he's found a great role in Tampa Bay. And I think he's found a great role in that Todd Bowles system, but Remember, Shaq Barrett's been around for quite a while, and he was just about booted out the league because he just wasn't he wasn't that guy. I think with the big numbers he's put up, he was the franchise tag holder for Tampa Bay. I think some team's going to go out there and give him 20-something million a year, expecting to get 18, 19, 15, 16 sacks a season, and he may revert back to Shaq Barrett before he was a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when he came from Denver and he had to sign that, that one-year basically prove-it deal. I, I feel like at 28 years old, someone's going to go ahead and break the bank for him and they're not going to get in return what they think. Yeah. I, I have to think I, I go back and forth. Shaq Lawson is a heck of a, have a heck of a guy, but he is, he's a player. I would want being bookended with someone else. Yeah. Um, and, and, and like you said, like, like this year he had what eight sacks in the regular season. He came up, he came up big in the playoffs. Yeah. I, but I think a big part of it was the system he was in. Now, if he can go somewhere that already has that either, like say you're drafting a young edge rusher um, and there's a few really good ones in this class coming up um, that you, that you could certainly pick in the early rounds and say, Hey, we're going to stick you on one side. He's going on the other, but we want you to sort of be the tone setter and, and do what you do and let him and, and help help with his progression. That's where his value would be. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I have to, I have to agree. He doesn't grade out to be great in a lot of different areas. Um, and this is where the big thing is that because of his big sack numbers, the question will be how much money will he actually go for? He's 28 years old. Yeah. Um, and the uh, PFF says he'll average $17 million a year on a four-year contract this year. That's mm -hmm. their expectations. And, and Q, one of the things to remember too, based off of how the salary cap works this year, if it's at 180, if it's at 185, if it's, you know, if, if it's, if it go, if it goes up significantly, if the lower the con the, the con the salary cap is, the more players I think end up getting cut from teams that yep. need to create that space. And then that hurts the market even more for all these guys like Shaq Barrett that are depending on a payday right now. And he said he wants a payday right now, right. Yeah. but that's a, that that's, that's not, that's not going to be easy 
for just everyone to just be like, okay, yeah, sure. We're going to, um, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to pay you this money, but then all these other guys might enter it and they're like, okay, well, we might need to get this playmaker who got let go. Right. Right. And the thing about it also, when you, when you think about Shaq Barrett, you mentioned, you know, where he can go and, and, and how he could fit in really well. I think also for him to fit in really well, he's going to have to get that push up the gut. He's going to have to have a yeah. Vita Vey or a, a Nadama Kasu. He's got to go to a team. That's got a guy that could dominate in the middle and, he can't just go to any team that's going in and throwing out the money. So if you're a team like Jacksonville and you say, hey, we'll give you $20 million a year, but you ain't got a dude in the middle, all of a sudden you're wondering, well, where's my big investment coming from? How come I don't see the sacks? Well, you don't have that pressure coming up the gut. That's why he got into a really good fit there in Tampa Bay. And Todd Bowles, who doesn't have to blitz very often because he can get home with the front four like what we saw in the Super Bowl, he was getting home. Those guys were getting home. And the reason were was because, well, Kansas City's offensive tackles were, were out. They were bad. And yep. on top of that, Vita Vea was a monster. Yeah. Sue, monster. They were coming up the gut. They were creating all that, that extra pressure. And then, boom, he was just – him and JPP were able to thrive. So, uh, again, I would call him fool's gold. I would, I would caution any team that goes out there and tries to get him. Like you mentioned, 28 years old, and he does want to break the bank. I, I would have to pass on that one and, and take my chances somewhere else. I'd actually rather go spend some money on a dude that I know is going to be in the middle than – than Shaq Barrett coming off the edge for 18, 17, 18 million a year. I feel you on that. I feel you on that cue. That, that, that's, that's some interesting selections here. We'll probably play this game a few more times. We're going to flip it to the <laughs> offense in a bit, but there, we got plenty of time before free agency opens. Yes. We got a whole month, basically. So I, I could see us talking more about this throughout the, as, as the season goes on. No doubt about it. We're going to other side and uh, you're going to take the realm and you're going to go ahead and uh, hold it down for the offense. I'm excited about this. The offensive side of things. We will do that next on locked on NFL podcast, but first we got to hear something from our good friends at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. The only place that we trust here in the locked on podcast network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL's done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Good stuff. I just always use the clap to to as the the spike in my editing, so I know when. Yeah, things... yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were just gonna, uh, you know, you're directing a music video. Not making <laughs> clap. <laughs> remember that back in the day? Yeah, I remember. I remember that. Oh Not god. Clap. Wait, so I, I gotta ask you. <laughs> I, I gotta ask you. How how old are you? Forty four. Forty four. Okay, I'm I'm thirty one. So I was gonna oh, say you're like, a new booty, man. You're young, man. Yeah, yeah that's just gonna say like, like you gotta understand that was like, like, uh, like middle school baby. I'm about to say, man, if you were if you were singing that song, you were getting your ass in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Back here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast, it's Chris Carter here with your boy Q. We are talking free agency, and he just did defense. 
If you missed it, rewind it. He did he got some great stuff with who's gold and who's fool's gold. But if you didn't and you're ready to talk offense, come to me. We're here to talk. Oh, now on offense, there is a, there is an assortment of huge names already in this talent pool right now. At the top of the list, everyone wants to know what's happening with Dak Prescott. We're not going to talk about the easy ones because Dak Prescott, Chris Godwin, you know, Allen Robinson, those are guys, obviously, you want them on your team. I'm not going to play around and, and try to and try to fool y'all and make like, oh, let's talk about this guy. No, 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 no. We're going to go down the list a little bit here. We're going to pick on some guys that I think would be you know, we're going to do what Q did. We're going to pick two that I think would be really good picks. And then one that I think, be, oh, you might be fooling yourself here. I'm going to go with start, start this off Q with a, with a deep cut going down the list here a little bit. And I talked about him on locked on Steelers for this too, because this is a position of need for the Steelers. My first gold guy is Corey Lindsley center coming off of a contract with the green Bay Packers. He's 29 ish years old he'll be 30 by next by, by the time the season starts pretty much yeah but he was one of the highest graded centers in the league he's he's definitely the best center in this free agency pool and if you need a guy in the middle of your offensive line right now that can sort of be a captain he was very good at protecting Aaron Rodgers he's very he's a very good run blocker this would be a safe bet and the reason I'm picking him is because PFF is saying hey the market for him is not going to be too expensive you know they're saying 11 million ish dollars a year that's pretty good money for a veteran center that's done as well as he has and has protected a high-level quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no, that's a great pick. That's a great way to start things off. You know, when you think offense, you always think wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. You always think of the positions that are sexy. But, man, as the Super Bowl has proven, uh, you need to win with the offensive line. You've got to have a dependable offensive line, and it starts with the anchor, and the anchor is the center. If you can get a center, even at age 29, unlike a running back or a wide receiver, you know you've got him for a good three, four, five years even because he's a center, you know, and he can hold it down. I think that that's a great pick right there reasonably priced and again could be the anchor of your offensive line and every single team needs it you know what I mean like every single team needs a solid quarterback every team needs a solid offensive line great way to hold that thing down at the center position you're right the Steelers could use them in a major way there's a lot of teams that could use them I think that that is not only gold but that's like gold on top of gold on top of gold you know what I mean like that's that's a great pick right there and that should be one of the I think one of the earlier guys off the market once free agency opens up. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're on the same page there now. See, I, I scroll around. I look at my, I look at different guys and I say, okay, <laughs> who's, who's a guy out there right now. And I'm going to, I'm going to go to a play, a big playmaker name. And cause everyone's going to talk about uh, Kenny Galladay, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, the top receivers that everyone's going to talk about. But this dude from out of Notre Dame, William Will Fuller, the fifth. He is set to go for a five-year, $17.5 million contract. I'm on the side of getting him. I don't know about that expensive. But this guy has explosive speed, can take a the top off of a defense, and he showed a much better ability to make plays the last two years, especially this year with uh, with Deshaun Watson. If you're a team that has an established quarterback, or even if you have a young quarterback that you're looking to get started, I think whoever ends up with Trevor Lawrence or with uh, with a Justin Fields, or you know, or you're still working with a Justin Herbert, 
Will Fuller would be a great fit into an offense to say like, look, we have this guy over here that runs decent routes or is a combat catch guy. Will Fuller is my go burn these dudes, get behind them, get behind the defense. That's where I see his real value here. And I know some Steelers fans might be listening to this and saying, well, what about Juju? Listen, I, I, I am a big supporter of Juju in his future endeavors, wherever he might be, but <laughs> where, but full, but Will Fuller is a different type of athlete with the kind of speed that he brings. And I don't think he's really been unlocked yet. He's had, he's missed time with the injuries, but I think that there's a, there's a point here where I think he's going to start hitting the streak of being able to be available. And that's, what's going to make him really valuable is what people see what he could do with his pure speed. You know, and that's the only thing that concerns me is the injuries with Will Fuller. When he came out of Notre Dame, my concerns with him were the drops. But uh, he he did a really good job of cleaning that up. And I know he's only had like 19 in his career. And I think he had like 14 in in a couple seasons. Uh, Obviously, I pay attention to the Texans a lot. And uh, the biggest bugaboo and the biggest complaint from Texans fans on Will Fuller is the fact that he's not always available. You know, your best ability is availability. He's not always available. But, man, he can stretch the field. He's got – he's developed really good good hands. I don't know if I would take him at, you know, like you said, $17 million. I would probably try to lowball him a little bit and not give up that much cash just because he's got to show that he could be dependable. But you're right. If you got a team that's got a young quarterback, like the Jaguars get Trevor Lawrence, you get a team, like maybe the Jets say they go and get a quarterback and they need someone to stretch the field. That would be a very good option. A guy that has dependable hands now, and he's got speed to kill. He's not even 27 years old. And on top of that, you're not dependent on a rookie wide receiver that's still trying to learn the NFL game. He's been there, done that, seasoned veteran. Uh, he's worked with a really good quarterback in Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I, I would I would go for, for Will Fuller. I think he's a good option. I just would try to make sure I don't pay $17 million a year for him. Right. But still, uh, I think that's a good pickup, so I would still consider him gold in free agency. My fool's gold. Now, this is how you know I'm not just trying to be a homer out here. I'm going to say a name here, and Steelers fans listen. It might be like, oh, Chris, you betrayed us. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to say Alejandro Villanueva. Whoa. Yeah, because he's set to hit free agency this year. And the reason I'm picking him is because – not because I think that – I'm not saying if you pick him up, you're doomed. But PFF has him ranked as the 33rd best overall player in free agency, um, like over T.Y. Hilton, over Aaron Jones, over other other big-name players. And I just don't know – if he's going to be like, and they're saying he's going to make get a, they're saying his projected contract is three years at $15 million a year. Mm. I'm going to tell you right now, I evaluate tape weekly, daily on the Steelers as it's part of my job with DK Pittsburgh sports.com. Villanueva ain't played at $15 million a year. Now, <laughs> two, three years ago, he was part of a great offensive line that was figuring things out, protecting Ben Roethlisberger, opening up holes for Le'Veon Bell. And at one point, James Conner in his first season when he went to the pro bowl, but Villanueva just hasn't been the same guy. I think a big part of what happened with Villanueva's success is that the Steelers offensive line for years had three anchor players of Marquise Pouncey in his prime, David DeCastro in his prime, and Marcus Gilbert, who was always in a terribly underrated right tackle as he would shut down players like Von Miller multiple times in the season. But Villanueva benefited because no one ever looked at him and said, and, and said, hey, he's the problem. We got to, they always had to worry. We got to find a way to, you know, get rid of, you know, avoid Pouncey, avoid these guys. And Villanueva did a really good job at being sort of the fifth wheel of his offensive line because Ramon Foster was there as well. But 
the past couple years, like like in 2019, we started to see him slip off a bit. And in 2020, we definitely saw him slip off a bit. He was uh he he wasn't contributing enough in the run in the run game. And part of that was the Steelers' offensive design. But I can tell you right now, there were plenty of times he was giving up pressure, getting called for holding that you were just like, whoa, that's egregiously bad. And he's just he's and he has had a great NFL career. He went undrafted, was a tight end, converted to to tackle. Um and, uh, and he's made a heck of a career for himself. But this is a guy now whose feet are not as quick as, as they used to be. And you're starting to see a lot of those speed rushers get off the ball and get behind him quicker than you want to. And uh, that's why I'd be saying if you, and if you, get, if you can get Villanueva on a, on a two-year, you know, maybe $8 million a year contract, yeah. $7 million, that's a different story. But if, you hit, or if you're getting the double digits, I think you're, you're, you're hitching your horse with a tough situation. What if they were to kick him to the right side? Do you think that helps a little bit? Maybe a little bit. The only thing is that Villanueva, his aggression has not been there for the past few seasons. Um, and, and and at one point, I, I, I liked his aggression a lot. I thought there, there was a time, like when he first came up with the Steelers and was promoted, I think he was figuring out a lot of different things. And he would be a guy that would start weird. He would not play well for the first three games. And then by like games five, six, and seven, he started to figure things out. And then he was pretty good for the rest of the year. That switch has turned off the last two seasons. He went like, like two years ago, he went from, he went from not good to uh, acceptable this year. He went from not good to still not good. And right. I'm not sure if the right tackle flip helps him all that much, but again, if you're a team that's desperate for a tackle and for a veteran that knows how to protect a franchise quarterback, he certainly would be of the knowing. And if you could work out a deal that would fit your salary cap without breaking the bank, then go for it. But at this, as this three year, $15 million a year uh, contract that would, you know, they're saying he's going to, you're going to guarantee $30 million to him. I think that would be a bit much. And again, this guy's 32 years old. You know, I know offensive linemen last longer Q, but that's just not one I'm, I'm sticking with. No, I'm with you on that. And that's a great one. I'm glad you pointed that one out. And, you know, I think that that's probably one of those free agents that you kind of let him test the market and let him see what he can get. And then you go back and say, okay, well, I don't know if the market was what you wanted it. Maybe we could work this out at, like you said, a lesser pace and a lesser rate, you know, instead of getting that three year, $15 million, more like it's, you know, a, a year more like, like you said, eight, eight million dollars a year for you know a couple seasons and, and and just say hey you know i know the market wasn't what you thought it was because of every negative that you brought up you know and and again being 32 years old so that makes sense he might end up being one of those guys based off what you said that you end up seeing in free agency where he's still available and you know you like because you know the name you're like man right. i'm surprised that he's still available but then when you go back and look at the film you're like yep I see why he's still available. Mm-hmm. And, and again, the other issue here is that there's a lot of tackles on the market this year. Trent Williams yeah. from the Niners is on yep. the market. Taylor Moten from the from the Panthers. Russell Okung also from the Pan- Panthers is on and the, the market. And the draft. And this is a year for the yep. offensive tackle. I, I like a few guys. And, and, like, honestly, that's where I see the Steelers making a big target uh, out of this season, that in the center position, because um, I really think that the center position is going to be uh, something soon. I don't expect Marquise Pouncey to be back uh, next next year at all. So, yeah. um, I, but I think, yeah, in, in the draft, and we'll be talking about that at some point here on this show, Q, about the uh, the different, you know, prospects at different positions. Um, but yeah, I just, with all the other guys out there, I think that you could live without Villanueva unless, again, you desperately needed a bigger guy to play tackle who knew how to play tackle, and um, you had the you had you had a, could work out a situation that fits your cap 
you know, nicely. He's not a guy that you expect to go off the board the first day of free agency. No, I don't expect. <laughs> no, you know, I'll put it that again, way. That might be good. You stall him out and the price comes down and then his value is better. And it takes it from being fool's gold to being okay. This is like silver. It's okay. <laughs> and, 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 and again, part of this is also is going to be, you know, the, um, the, you know, what happens to the rest of the market, you know, right. because, you know, you look at you look at free agency, and right now there's still teams that got to make decisions. Like again, I'm using the Steelers because I because I cover them. Yeah, the yeah. Steelers got to clear out about right now 30 million dollars in cap space. Now they wow. can do that by if Pouncey retires or they cut him, and then Ben Roethlisberger, you know, does does a deal that, that gives them money, which he's already said he's going to do. Um, and then they could extend Nelson, DeCastro, and uh, and Hayward and to it a few guys that are do a lot of money this year, push their money to next year where they have the most cap space in the NFL for 2022 and then they could spend some money in free agency but you know you look at some of the teams that uh you know that 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 are that are cap strapped right right now um you know you're looking around and you're saying like man this is uh this this could this could end up being difficult for some teams to to look at and um when you're when you're looking when you're looking at at, at the tackle position there's a lot of guys that make a lot of money that like the the ravens are trying to move orlando brown right now the guy that stepped in for ronnie stanley um you know and again when you're looking at some of the teams like the saints the eagles the falcons they all they 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 own the saints and the the saints have 74 million dollars over what the expected salary cap right now the eagles almost 50 million like you know those teams are 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 gonna are gonna be hurt and this and the Saints they got an expensive guy in Teron Armstead not that they would give him up right. but there's gonna be a lot of teams out there that are like hmm, what do we do for cap space and maybe it's got to be this guy yep exactly it's a very good possibility man very good possibility it's gonna be interesting uh you know talking about track tackles uh you know the Raiders had Trent Brown at the right tackle position he may end up being a cap casualty you know he just he hasn't been available that much so there's a lot of different things that like you said that uh, factors that could play into the market for the tackles so uh, I like that uh, that breakdown of Villanueva right there a good name game's not quite up to the par with his name right now Absolutely, absolutely. But this has been the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Again, I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. We've been been holding it down on these Fridays now. We've got a long offseason ahead of us, but we are going to keep you entertained at the end of your week. Uh, Q, thanks uh, as always for doing this show with me. It's a lot of fun, man. Please let people know, uh, follow, uh, excuse me, please let me know where they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, every day, do the Locked On Raiders podcast as well as the Locked On Bets podcast. You can find me on Twitter at your boy Q254. And uh, obviously, here every Friday with Chris on uh, Locked On NFL. And uh, if you're just having fun, just say, not nah, Maggie, clap. He's stupid. <laughs> Inside joke. Sorry. I know it doesn't work, but I couldn't help myself. You're so silly. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> my name is Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. That's also my Instagram handle. Um, also, if you want to listen to more, listen to more of my work, I'm, I'm the, the host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Same thing for uh, for Q for Locked On Raiders. Uh, I am uh, I, I, I write for DKPittsburghSports.com where I'm an NFL analyst. I do film breakdowns. I I, um, I go out, I do draft evaluations. I write about the Steelers. I also cover the University of Pittsburgh's football and basketball teams. So I'll be doing that this 
Sunday. Oh, joy. Um, but uh, but there's so many great things about uh, that work there. So if you're a Pittsburgh person or if you, you got some different things, we cover Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, Pitt, Penn State, all the things on that website. So go check us out at DKPittsburghSports.com. Thanks again for listening to the show. We'll be back in your ears next week. Keeping it up with the Friday edition. Until then, have a great weekend. Peace.